Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another Money Show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area, bringing information you may not hear on those other financial radio shows. Uh, we are aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. So, Happy New Year. This will be our, our first recording of 2024. You know, we made it through 2023, so we'll see what 24 has for us. And before we even get started, we got a phone call from a listener, um, but I didn't answer until after we recorded last year who had called and said that they appreciated the show and said Happy Holidays and would be listening for the last couple weeks. Um, but I don't remember them leaving a name. So, whoever you are, I want to say thank you for calling in. It was me. Did it sound like me with a changed voice? Like trying to give... Uh, all high-pitched and yeah, no, it did. Now it makes sense. Yes. So, so happy thank you. I, thank I, you for your help. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, Good to know yeah, you know the work here. line. Yes, I do. I haven't been there in a while. I feel like I haven't been in the office for a couple of weeks, but that's... Yeah, a lot going on, as you know. So I made my New Year's resolutions. Usually within a week or two, I blow them. So this year I tried to make, I tried to give it more thoughtfulness on what to do. So I am going to this year, I'm going to eat more. So I'm going to overeat even more than I already do. I'm going to oversleep more than I already do. So I'm trying to pick things that I can stick with. Isn't that smart? People that, or maybe you make destructive stuff, your, uh, you know, your goals for the year, since nobody maintains their goals, maybe that'll be uh, what switches it up for you. Maybe you'll be good this year, at least more yeah. positive. Give me some positivity. I'd be appreciated. I am feeling very positive about 2024. I am absolutely positive that this is going to be an exciting year. I think all of the stuff that we've talked about since we've had this show, I think it's going to kind of come to the forefront this year. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Speaking of things that I've been kind of sounding alarms on, I'm sure you saw yesterday the debt clock. If you've been going on usdebtclock.org. We hit thirty-four trillion, so little celebration. Thirty-four trillion. Who cares? I mean, it was thirty-two, it was thirty-three, now it's thirty-four. Thirty-three. What three months ago? That's all it took to rack up a trillion. Three months. Correct. Within a quarter. Yeah, it was less than three months. We hit another trillion, and you know we'll get a little bit of a break in what February, March, April when people send in their taxes. Things will slow down a little bit, and then I presume we're going to get right back to it. You know, you really, sooner or later, we are going to have to stop the spending as a country. So we'll it's see. It's never going to happen. They'll never get responsible. It'll just collapse or they'll continue to keep it until it doesn't. There's no going back at this point and nobody cares enough to try. I do. I still care. Do you think this could be the year that we learn from history? No nation has been able to do what we're doing. You know, we've had the world reserve currency for over 50 years. We're at the end of its 
lifespan. So we'll see. And, you know, until it happens, I guess you're right. Who cares? How many people do you think even know about the debt, the deficits? You know, how many, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry. You know, we last year, we talked a lot about credit card debt and how it's rising rapidly. And, you know, it's doubled since the, the Great Recession. You know, we've talked about auto loans, how they're getting longer, and, and now the interest rates are higher. You know, it, it's problematic. People are starting to default on those more and more, not just the subprime auto loans. So everything's still going the wrong way. I, I you know, would love to say that I'm going to be upbeat and, and be different this year. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not seeing it yet. I actually feel like geopolitically things are still very much uncertain. You know, we there an explosion in Iran yesterday or today. Yes. Yeah. There's stuff going on in the Red Sea, Yemen. Now Syria's making some noise about getting involved. It, that area is a mess. So, but today, as we record, this is the third day of January 2024. We do hit our government shutdown in a couple weeks. On the 19th, we hit the first part of that. Then on February 1st, we hit the second part. And I can't find much on it. You know, in preparation of today's show, I looked around a little bit thinking I could give you some, you know, idea who's working on it, who's not. Yeah, pretty much crickets, which by the way, by the end of the year, I have a feeling we'll be eating those. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not going to have cricket noises. We're going to have cricket breath. So no, I've, I don't think it'll be that bad this year, but I do think we're in the, the beginning of the end of our, of our, you know, life as we know it. I'm watching Brick still, you know, you don't, a lot of the stuff that we're bringing to people it's shocking how little you hear if you watch mainstream media at all. I mean, you really, you have to start getting more news from YouTube and alternate sources. And that's not how it should be because a lot of this stuff's important. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how it all ends, I still don't know. I just, I don't think it's going the right, the right way. So, but, and there's little things that, you know, I mean, I, I'd spent a long time since I talked about something that, that makes me angry. And I thought, I'll air it out at the beginning of the year, and then I won't worry about it again for the rest of the year. I saw a couple commercials while I was home a little bit more for a Wounded Warrior Project. Do you remember me talking about that a while back? I Anthony? do. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I try to get out of my mind, and then I see a commercial, and it makes me angry, and I'll tell you why. I am the only one I've ever met that can't stand what's going on with that Wounded Warrior program. It, it's it's basically a GoFundMe. It's passing the hat for people that were wounded or injured in battle. And I think about that. I'm like, well, that that's the right thing to do. We need to help people. You lost a leg because of an IED in Iraq or Afghanistan. We should help you. No, we shouldn't. The people that sent you should help. So, and it, it kind of, with me, I think about these commercials where, you know, just a dollar a day or whatever, you can help people. No, we're still giving money to Pakistan and and to these other countries. That needs to be completely stopped until we take care of our own people. And I won't even get started on the borders today. You know, I, one of the stats I read yesterday, we, in the month of December, 305,000 people came into our country. Not, <laughs> it's so funny because we think about people from Mexico trying to come here and have a better life and improve life for their family by sending money back home. It, it, it's primarily not people from Mexico. So it's startling. It's startling. And I just look at the cost factor 
I look at the money we're giving people and the travel and the benefits, you know, the the free healthcare. In my personal situation, we're dealing with a healthcare situation for your mom, my wife, Sandy, and the bills are starting to come in. I got one yesterday for $4,000. That's my part. That's after paying for insurance. And I and it just, all this stuff, it gets me very angry. People that are very healthy right now, they don't feel it. They, they, they don't have to worry about it. But, you know, take care of yourself because if you get sick and all of a sudden you start getting bills for an ambulance ride and for a, you know, hospital stay and your part. And, and this this is all stuff from last year. You know, the, the big chunk's going to come in the beginning of this year. It, it should make you angry that you're going to be saddled with debt if you have some sort of a health problem or something your family does. And yet there's people coming over every day, 300,000 of them <laughs> last month alone, and they don't have to worry about this. You know, the people with Wounded Warrior Project. And, and I, you know, I, I did. I, I am a veteran. You know, not that that really gives me any more right than anybody else to have an opinion on that whole matter. But I just think about, you know, what, what was the big topic of money last year for us? It was Ukraine. We gave, we gave all this money to Ukraine. Give it to our veterans first. And then what's left over? Give to our homeless. Give to our food insecure. And then with what's left over, give it to Ukraine. Yeah, Jim just put on the screen, California, illegal migrants, is it illegal migrants or illegal immigrants get free health care now? Well, California, I mean, of course they do. I mean, I, so yeah, of course. But so, and I'll, and I'll let this, I'll let this go for now. But I just, you know, whenever I see these Wounded Warrior commercials, it just reminds me that my tax dollars are going to other countries and not my own troops that are protected. Stop paying your taxes and then you don't have to worry about it. That's a good idea. And then I'll get free healthcare. I will get three square meals a day and a cot. And I won't tell you what else I'll get, but I'm looking forward to it. So what's going on with you? Let's get back to like normal life. How was Utah? I know you took a trip to Utah to go snowboarding. How did that go? Oh, nice. It was good to get out of the office for a little bit. Good talk. Good chat. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for catching me up. So <laughs> was, was it expensive? I mean... You know, in Utah, where the where the cost, the gas, the food, everything was around like it is here. Um, yeah, everything was really expensive except for the gas. Just kind of like the the trip to North Carolina, driving across country, helping my friend move a few months ago. It's funny how it's significantly cheaper everywhere, but here. I wonder why. I mean, that's that's kind of bizarre. I wonder why. And by the way, you, I'm sure you did notice. I, I heard yesterday that we're up 13 cents in the last week for the Arizona average. I, I think this stuff in the Middle East, we've been very, very fortunate that gas prices, that oil stayed as low as it has. I'm not sure that's going to continue to be the case. I'm still I'm pretty sure we're, uh, Utah and Arizona are pretty equal distant to the Middle East. So there's no reason it should be a dollar cheaper there than it is here. Well, and yeah, I mean, what what is the cause? Is it the taxes that they put on it from the state? I, I don't know the answer to that. But I know that we've been very fortunate, and I'm not sure that'll continue. So I have a couple things on my plate. Do you want to get to me first today, and then we'll get to what you have to talk about? Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy. So, and to finish up with the cost thing, by the way, I have been doing the grocery shopping for six weeks now, and that's not usually my... I'm actually usually not allowed to shop because I buy all kinds of stuff that's not on the list. So the last six weeks, I've been in charge of the grocery shopping. It's insane to me. I brought $60 to a Albertsons 
on Bell Road. This was a couple of weeks ago. Jay and I went there and brought $60. We thought it would be 40, 45 bucks. So I brought 60 just in case. It wound up being $76 and I didn't have cash with me. So I had to put it on the credit card. I was in shock. And we bought the cuties, you know, those Tangelos. We bought bread. We bought staples only. We didn't buy anything that wasn't on our list. And it was, I don't know. So these people saying that inflation is is managed now, it's down to 3%. Where are you shopping and what are you buying? Because I'm not seeing it. I think yeah, things are- Just because things aren't going to continue to necessarily increase doesn't mean we're in a good position. So I love seeing these articles about the Fed and all the rate cuts to happen in 2024, you know, if that's really what happens. But how does, does that really help anything? What it helps is fuel the market because, well- I guess in theory, it shouldn't, but they'll say that it does because all of a sudden, if it becomes fractionally cheaper to borrow money, you can borrow more to spend more in the market. But it really doesn't make sense to me. Nothing so instantaneous. But if you read these articles about what's happening day to day in the market, you would think it is. I live in Sun City where I know that these interest rates, people getting a little bit more on their money markets and their CDs, that's been helpful for savers. You know, you know, ready for savers. Finally, finally, yes, savers right. have been able to get something without, you know, taking the risk in the market. You know, they were punished for 15 years. Yes. And now the government say, get ready. We're going to go back to punishing you that, you know, when you have 34 trillion in debt on the books, that's not the underfunded and the unfunded liabilities. When you have that kind of debt and you're paying, say, um, a trillion dollars a year just on the interest, you have a motivation to drop those interest rates. If you're if you're paying a staggering interest rate just on the interest of the debt because of your printing and your borrowing, you're in deep trouble. So there's one motivation. Here's another one for you. Did you notice at the end of last year, the last few weeks, when they even hinted at and talked about lowering rates? You know, I, I heard three times next year. How do they know that? How do they how do they already prepare for what they're gonna do? But did you notice the uh the Teflon Dow and the financial markets were pretty happy with that. You know, we, we had an amazing year last year in the markets. Amazing. S&P up like 20%. NASDAQ up like 30%. It was amazing. I did watch a, a video this morning of some politicians. Yes, Nancy was on there. That, and how well they did. Like one of the Congress people was up 200 and something percent. You know, they, they showed me. It, it, it's so, it's so funny you know, what a skewed world we are with these haves and the have-nots. But anyway, so with the interest rate- You got to remember too, all that, those record gains, you know, you can say it's one thing to earn 20, 25%. However, you're just recouping your losses from the summer of 21. You know, true. 21 was all time highs and then dropped and now it's coming back in 23. So you're just now getting to two years of, you know, growth. Like you're just getting it back. Yes, you're back where you started. This these markets have not moved. When you got in the office five, six years ago, the markets are not that much different. I mean, it's incredible. No, from when I started in the office, I think it was like twenty or twenty. Yeah, when was it? Yeah, nineteen. We broke twenty. Now we're at thirty-seven. Oh, that is that is great. Are you a millionaire now? I mean, I I'm not gonna trust you as an advisor unless you're a millionaire. Speaking of that, did you hear that Ken Fisher, there was a little bit of a rumor that his practice might be getting ready to be sold. You hear about that? He 
in this article, it said he's worth $4.3 billion. So I have decided, instead of letting you manage my money, I'm thinking about calling Ken Fisher. Because when I make money, he makes money. Apparently, he makes pretty good money if he's a billionaire. So I would trust him. Yeah, that's a lot of men, mon, or, uh, management fees he's collecting. Um, why don't you just turn it all into Bitcoin? Ooh, Bitcoin. I've heard it could go up to $400,000. Yeah, it's going to make it legitimate. <laughs> I can't wait. Did you, you're, are you watching? I'm guessing you are. That this, all the controversy about making this Bitcoin ETF, you know, is, is going on. You know what? I, I really, a light bulb went off recently for me on that. So everybody's waiting because Bitcoin's just going to go through the roof as soon as the ETF comes out. Who is the holdup for the for the Bitcoin ETF? It's the Securities Exchange Commission Corporation. I don't know. What is it? SEC, whatever that means. I think it has something to do with finances and football. Anyway, the SEC is who we're waiting on to approve the Bitcoin ETF. Think for a second about what that means. We, the reason Bitcoin became a thing was to get away from the normal systems, get away from the SEC, get away from the Federal Reserve. It was, we could make our own way financially in this country if we got out of their systems. Bitcoin went nuts. You know, we had Shiba Inu, we have Ripple, Ethereum, we have all these cryptos. And now we're waiting with bated breath to see if the SEC approves the new Bitcoin ETF. And that's that's what's going to either spike or tank Bitcoin. Are you kidding? We're, we're, we're putting ourselves, if you're a Bitcoin holder, right back under the government's thumb. And I would say, be careful what you wish for. If you're excited that they're going to prove this, what, what, this is going to be the year. I think people that made a bunch of money with Bitcoin are going to have some realized gains with their taxes. I think they're going to go back over the years <laughs> because they track everything. And they're going to say, well, you made when Bitcoin, what was it, two summers ago, got up to like $68,000 a coin. <laughs> you you made that. Well, but then within a year, I was down to 20 something thousand. Doesn't matter. You made that money. Well, but I didn't sell it. I still own it. Doesn't matter. You made it. You It's it's not IRA. It's non-qualified money. You, we want your, we want taxes on it now. Uh, could, well, how would could, they justify that? It's an unrealized gain. I know. Stock goes up to 68,000 and then drops down to 20. But didn't we just talk about that last week at the end of the year? The government is eyeballing that. They're talking about making gains realized during the year that you make them, whether you capture the money or not. You know, I mean, they, they've been hinting at looking into the housing market for that. Your house value went up. You know, you're going to pay gains on that. You got to be kidding. I didn't sell the house. Doesn't matter. They're broke. They're 34 trillion in the hole. So broke is zero. Broke means you have no money. They're way more so than broke. What would that look like? It would look like the end of the middle class because the rich aren't in these systems. When people talk about Social Security fund being robbed and raided <laughs> for people's agendas, the the people are the people that represent us are not in that system. They don't care what happens to us. They're they're going to be okay. The poor are not in that system. The taxpayers, when you look at the tax rates, which are inevitably going to rise, the rich aren't paying them. The poor aren't paying them. You're paying them. So it, it's one way to shore up the books a little bit on this 32 trillion debt and never even affect 
the poor that will raise pitchforks and go into the streets if we hurt them, and it won't hurt this obscene the wealthy people. It's going to hurt them. We hope that doesn't just tank the market. Well, of course it will. They don't care. Then comes the central bank digital currency. Exactly. That's the end of this circle of life for our financial system. Then we're we're done. You don't think just because we don't talk about it, you don't think they're watching bricks and the explosion that's happened over the last quarter, the last six months. I mean, we we are and even said we're on the way out. Said it's yeah, no, so that, downplayed the time frame, but she did say that it was happening. And and then all of a sudden we don't hear from her. I noticed the last few weeks she's been very quiet. Why is that? Jerome Powell fairly quiet. Why? I don't know. I I would urge people make sure you keep going on usdebtclock.org and watching the numbers. Go up to the upper right hand corner and press on the little hide button. And it will show you they're putting out this little, like a little cartoon every day. And it's, it's kind of telling. It's very conservative slash Christian leaning. So whoever does this site apparently is on the side of fiscal conservatism, conservativeness. I don't know what the word is, but you know what I'm saying? But it, it's, it's interesting. So I think we're losing our dollar. I, I think the, the last step of a country to lose the world reserve currency is to have a reset. So we, you know, and then it'll be easy. The government will help us. There's a lot of people that are very nervous about this year. I mean, I I get texts, I see videos, all these different things. One thing that matches up, not just because it's an election year, not because of the political situation. There's a lot of people worried that we really will have a misstep and go into World War III. There's people that think that this is the year we start getting unrest and civil war in this country. I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but I can tell you right now that's that's not going to be good for our finances. You know, people just want to be left alone in in general. They they want to be left alone. They want to go to work. They want a living wage. You know, and by the way, the people on the first couple of days ago got a raise on their minimum wage. Arizona is one of those states. So I'd like to know if it makes any difference whatsoever when you buy your groceries and your gas and whatnot. But it, it it's not in- a livable wage, so. No, nah, not at all. I mean, of course, they'll use it as an excuse to raise prices, but whether it affects them or not, up for debate. Well, we'll see what happens. I just, I, any time our government has gotten involved in things, it doesn't seem like it goes the way we want it to. And it's so out of control now, there's no way out. There's no way back. So the people that want to be stuck with their head in the sand, the people that are stuck in normalcy bias, and brought that up in a while either, Make sure you do a little Wikipedia search and look up the term normalcy bias. You just want to be left alone. You want to do your thing. You don't think things can get that bad. You know, if they do, it'll be short term. I I don't know. Just because you don't want to see it doesn't mean it's not there. And if enough people think this is the year that something could happen, it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. This could be the year that something happens. And I, I still am of the thought that if things are going to tank, uh, you know, financial markets, you know, the the infrastructure, any anything, real estate market, the sooner the better. You know, people are, oh, that's so negative. You're you're saying, bring it on. I can't wait. I'm just saying the longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. And I think with the Civil War part of it, you know, I've said for a long time, you know, I'm 20, what, 28 years older than you. If it's got to happen, yeah, let it happen while I'm still here to to help for you. You know, if it's going to happen anyway, bring it on. 
So we're, we're kicking the can on so many fronts sooner or later. It's, it's going to be problematic. And if this is the year that things get sketchy, you've been listening to us for a year and a half. If, if you say, you know, I, I've been listening, I think they're on the right track. I need help with my personal situation. Reach out to us. We're, we're still financial advisors. We're still in our office during the day. Well, not so much around Christmas, but you know what I'm saying? We're still doing this for a living. Call us 623-523-0444. We, we're going to ask you for your help a little more this year. We want your show ideas, but we want your help. We want you to reach out, out to us like the caller you said that was unnamed and let us know if you think we're full of crap. Let us know if you think we're doing a good job. We've always asked for your show ideas. You know, we're always willing to hear what you want us to cover. So if you, if you want us to get off of the current events a little more and be more financial, Anthony will do that for you. <laughs> I will That's never do it. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. How much risk are you willing to take with your investments? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. If you're a thrill seeker, you probably enjoy the adrenaline rush of jumping out of a plane, bungee jumping off a high cliff, or kayaking down a raging river. But when it comes to your finances, do you still find a lot of risk exciting? Or does the danger of losing your hard-earned money change your perspective? Think back for a moment to the 2008 financial crisis. Thanks to market risk and some shady Wall Street deals, the S&P 500 fell more than 46% between October 2007 and March 2009. If you go back and look at the risk that we took 25, 30 years ago, and it was kind of way out there. And a lot of these firms, including some of the things that happened at Morgan Stanley, we were so mesmerized by the great trader and the money they made that uh, they got more and more autonomy until it was too late. We had huge losses. That's former Morgan Stanley CEO John Mack speaking with Yahoo News. So how do you protect yourself if we have another year like that, or even another 2022 when the markets had their worst performance since 2008? Financial advisors will tell you that to maximize your investment growth, you need to take some risk with your money. Just be smart about it. You want to have an actively managed portfolio strategy. You just do. It it involves shifting investments in your portfolio to take advantage of pricing anomalies in strong market sectors. You want to reduce the the risk. You want to have smart risk as part of your portfolio. You want to increase returns and you want to truly diversify your portfolio. Active Wealth Management founder and President Ford Stokes says smart risk investing is based on the concept that all investments carry some amount of risk and that the only way to reduce that risk is to diversify. This means investing in a variety of different asset classes, such as stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and other financial instruments. 
Everyone's situation is different, and that's why it's important to work with a fiduciary financial advisor to get the most out of your hard-earned and hard-saved money. So, how much risk are you willing to take with your retirement? That's a key question to consider as you invest for the future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Welcome back to this week's edition of Another Money Show. I hope that everybody had a great holiday season and a happy new year. And as we wrap up the first week of the new year, let's start with something positive. Let's help you jumpstart 2024 with a financial checklist. Okay, number one, pay off your credit card balances. That's number one, I think, on every financial checklist, right? You want to minimize all debts starting with the highest interest rates. Most credit cards have APRs of 20% and up. Number two, maximize your tax bracket with a Roth conversion. There are no RMDs with Roth IRAs. And if you've already paid the taxes, Uncle Sam has already received his cut. You know what I'm saying? So you'll want to complete your Roth conversion before age 73 when RMDs kick in. Number three, set a monthly budget for your retirement. How much income is required to meet your needs and wants? Most, most people don't know that. And most people don't want a lifestyle change during retirement. I don't blame them. So we need to plan for inflation and future tax increases. Fourth, develop a plan to pay your house off. The happiest retirees have no mortgage payment. The easiest way to increase your net worth is to eliminate your debts. And fifth, maximize your Social Security income benefit. Did you know that you can increase your benefit by 8% each year that you defer to age 70? We think this is a very smart idea. And finally, implement a bond replacement to delete fees and stop the bleeding in your safe money. Bonds had the worst year ever in 2022. You remember that? Consider alternative fixed income options that can provide you with a guaranteed income for life with zero fees. Yes, that is an option. So again, the most important thing here, schedule a retirement consultation with JR and Anthony today. They will show you the fees you are paying and the risk you are taking with your current investments. They want to help create a retirement income plan for you to fit your budget and want you to live that lifestyle that you want to live in retirement. So give the guys a call, 623-523-0444. Again, that number, JR and Anthony, a great family practice there in Sun City, Arizona, 623-523-0444. Or reach out via email at team at anothermoneyshow.com. All right, coming up next, the conclusion of this week's Another Money Show. Have a great rest of your weekend. You're listening to Another Money Show. Well, I love the thought of, because I, I read all the time, I get all those articles where people write in to a financial advisor, and I don't even think they're financial advisors, they're just journalists, but then they give their opinions on things. I would kind of love to do stuff like that here, have people call in, and you know, obviously this is a pre-recorded show, but having somebody that'd be willing to be on the radio to talk about their situation and to see how we could help. Even putting plans together, I mean, there's never a guarantee that we're even a good fit or there's much that we can do for you, but I do love putting a plan together for people, whether it involves us or not. So if that is something you're interested in, then you can reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. I thought that would be fun to cover more of that stuff this year. I would agree with you. And I think that, you know, I mean, just by judging by what I'm reading, hearing, seeing the questions that I'm being asked, I, I think people are starting to at least talk a little bit more about things. You know, I mean, w over the course of my career in financial services, 
One thing I've noticed that's been pretty consistent, if your 401k is steady or going up and your gas prices are steady or going down, you don't ask why. You don't research what's behind this. You don't care why. You're just happy. You're good with that. If this is the year that your 401k is going to go down again, which it looks like that could be the case, you're going to start caring. I think your 401k is likely to have a correction. I think it might even be a, a heavy correction. And I think gas prices are going to go up. So I think that will wake more people up. And then I think we'll, we'll have more opportunities to offer solutions. You know, what, what should people do? You still have people with old 401ks sitting at their old employer. That's one of the things that we really like to address. Don't ignore your money. Next to your health, it's the second most important thing you have on this planet, if you know what I mean. So reach out to us. Let us help you do some of this stuff when we help people with their money. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, because I actually, I helped somebody with a, a strange situation that they're going through. While I was in Utah, I got asked some questions and I thought that'd be fun to bring up here. Um, but I've got a friend going through a divorce or, you know, so has to pull from their investments to pay for attorney's fees. And they're being, you know, it's gotten to a point where they're pulling from IRAs. So, you know, if you're under 59 and a half, you can't really do that without penalty. So if you already know that not only is there going to be a penalty, but there's going to be taxes as well. So if, you know, if something in 2024 is happening to your personal situation and you need to start getting into this as, you know, an emergency fund, it's not ideal, but, you know, we've all been there. Uh, why not just do the Roth conversion and then pull from that? I mean, obviously we can't give tax advice on this show, but as a theoretical, you know, you're going to pay those taxes anyways. You can take what you put into a Roth without penalty. So isn't that a way to avoid any an IRS penalty for the IRAs to do a Roth conversion first? I don't know if there's a time limit if you have to wait a year for a different, you know, whatever, but I was just saying theory, right? No, that that actually that's a really good idea. I mean, it's not huge, but 10% is 10%. So if I follow yeah. you, you're saying if you know you're going to need the money, instead of pulling it from the IRA, convert it to a Roth IRA, pay the taxes, which you're going to have to do anyway. Yeah, happens and then either way. It out of your Roth. Huh? Yeah. You you and we still have to watch the rules. I mean, 59 and a half. Well, I guess if you're in an emergency situation, that's out the window anyway. You yeah. Know, the five minutes. So, you know, I, I love what you're saying. That's outside of the box yeah. thinking. I don't know. That that never occurred to me before. But, it, you know, we don't have a ton of people that have come to us because we have had people come to us in kind of weird predicaments where they need emergency funds and where do they pull in. You know, we're always looking to limit the fees and penalties and anything that could occur. But we've never run across this particular situation before. And while I was sitting there talking to him, I was just like, why not? You know, I'm a big fan of Roth conversions. We don't bring them up a ton on this show. And it's hard to bring up to clients or prospective clients in person too, because everybody's afraid of taxes. But it's going to happen one way or another. So do you get out in front of it or not? I think I've said on this show multiple times, I have you know, multiple 401ks um, from my career in engineering. I moved all of them to IRAs when I came to join the office. And then I converted them, I think, within the first two or three years of 
being in the office. Was it a tax bill I wanted to pay? Absolutely not. But now I don't have to worry about any of these funds for the next 30 years until I'm 59 and a half. And based on, you know, the conversation we literally just had, if I ever have an emergency fund, I can now take these out because I paid the taxes already. So it, it, you can double dip a little bit. And I think I brought this up on the show a while back and maybe now is the, a good time for that too, especially with lower income families, people that really can't be putting enough away as they should, you know, fund your Roth, fund your Roth into a, um, you know, a savings account, something that's fully liquid, you know, in the absolute worst case scenario, you know, you can pull from that, but you can't, you're limited in what you can add to a Roth each year. And the more you have in a Roth by retirement, the happier you're going to be. The less you have to be, deal with taxes, the happier you're going to be. So maybe use your Roth as an emergency fund. It's not ideal. It's a hassle for taxes. Um, but again, in theory, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Nice. No, I like it. And along those lines, you know, I mean, with the Roth IRA, obviously, for people that are not in trouble, we still love those younger people. You know, tax are going to be higher. It's just, it's inevitable. So, and, and our thing too, even when we're talking to younger people and they're, they're looking at saving for retirement, you know, look at your workplace first. If you have a 401k and it's got a, you know, 6% match up to 3%, whatever, you know, whatever it is, do that first, take the free money, make sure you reach out to us and we'll kind of give you some, some guidance on how to do your allocations, but take the free money, then stop there. Don't put anything over the match. Then do your Roth. So, and then, you know, a lot of these 401ks are starting to have Roth, Roth 401ks in them, which we're huge on. But if it doesn't, do your match, then do your Roth. Then after that, if you still have more money to put away for savings, do non-qualified or regular money for later. So we love those strategies. It, well, that's your, the old way too, because you got to remember now they've got Roth 401k options. Not so everyone. But yeah. I mean, if, if they, they have it, of course. That does change it a bit. Yep, but they don't all, they're not all on board with that yet for some reason. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we look for that first. And if you're an older worker, if you're in your 50s, you know, and, and you're having trouble right now, if you're having trouble getting by, go to your employer, kind of kind of bookmark what I'm about to say, ask them if they have a provision for a in-service, non-hardship withdrawal. And it basically means you could be still at your employer. You're not You're not leaving them. But you can take money out of your 401k and use it for whatever, you know, credit card debt or whatever you're struggling with. And and it's, I mean, it's a, it's a way to do it, you know, without just pulling the money out. You just pull the money out of your 401k, then come December 31st, they look at how much you pulled out. Then for next tax time, you're going to, you're going to have to pay the piper. So an in-service non-hardship withdrawal, that's, that's one way to help you. So come to us with these, with these questions. So another thing I wanted to bring up, because we brought this up on the show a few months ago. Do you remember the real estate commission's lawsuit? I do. Yes. I haven't thought about and that. It was, time, but I do yeah, like $1.8 billion or trillion or something. I think it was $1.8 billion. They said upwards of $5 billion in price fixing for commissions. Because essentially, you know, commissions are pretty standard 6% for buying and selling a home. Um, in normal competitive times. But, you know, with the housing boom we've been through the last few years where 
I mean, you almost didn't even need a realtor because people are just, they're flying off the shelves. They were selling before they even got listed. It was absolutely insane. Um, but there was a lawsuit saying that commissions were fixed during that time to everybody still paying that same 6%. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I just got something in the mail from a realtor that says, if you sign up with the listing agreement before March 1st, there's a special commission, which is under 5%, which I've never seen that before. And I thought that was interesting. And I wonder if this is stemming from that, or it's just in the general, you know, the market's changing, or if it's someone, you know, really trying to do a favor. I mean, that's a huge, that that can save you a ton of money, saving a couple percentage points. So I found that very curious that I just happened to see that. Look into it. See if it's a marketing ploy. See if it's something that you can ask other realtors for. I mean, see what you can find on it. Well, I think that was kind of the whole basis of the lawsuit is you can negotiate. You can set up different parameters. You can do all these things, but they were told, they were making it sound like they were not telling clients this. Well, and that makes sense. Why would they tell clients that? They want to make as much money as they can. Oh, makes sense to me. I mean, I, I've bought homes. I've bought and sold homes in my life. I've always asked for a break. I mean, I, I've always had realtors that I know well enough to to ask, you know, what kind of negotiations are there for me? Look yeah, into- they got to make their money too. So I don't think I ever negotiated. Well, for the first house I bought, I didn't know. Second house, I just let them have it. But the first house, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. That never got brought up. Well, and business is business and it's a good thing to want people to get paid, but I don't know. I mean, if, if you can kind of meet in the middle, that's not a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. So did you have anything particular on your plate to discuss or can we talk about something that's kind of heavy on my mind? What's on your mind? So if this year things do get weird, like weirder than they are already, we always, we kind of tell people, you know, traditional rules for financial planning. We can show you all the normal stuff. But if we did have a problem, if we did have a cyber attack, solar flare, EMP, if we had any kind of a civil unrest situation, we we want you to be ready for that too. We've been saying, I mean, as I've been saying it for, for a, probably a decade and a half, close to two decades, you need to be prepared in this world. I've been concerned. You know, I I manage money into the future without a crystal ball and I take it seriously. I've never just jumped on the train where what's in it for me. All I'm worried about is my commission. I'm going to, I know more than the client. I am going to sell. I'm going to honor the wishes of whatever broker dealer I'm with and make sure that the, the quotas are met. Make sure I join MDRT, make sure I have, you know, a yacht. I've just never gone that direction. When people call in, and you've been in the office for a while now, I mean, you've, you've seen it, people call in to set an appointment. You know what? One of the questions I have never asked somebody, well, how much do you have? What What are you bringing IRA? I, I, I figure I'll explore that when they sit down with me. I've never taken the approach of unless you have 100,000 or 250,000, unless you've done the heavy lifting, you know, you got to call today. We only have so many slots. I've never done any of that. And I've still been able to make a living. I've still paid my bills. I'm not a wealthy man, but I've gotten by by doing the right thing. So, and I'm not, I'm not going to stop doing that. But anyway, my point being, I just, I want to get it out of the way. I want to address it because I think some people need to hear this. If 
things go off the rails this year, we we want to address more than your old 401k. Should you do a Roth IRA? What should your allocations be? You know, how do we handle lifetime income for me, for you? How do you handle long-term care? You know, what's your plan if that need arises? We we need to be more urgent too. We've sprinkled it in over the year and a half, well, close to two years now, we've done the show, but I, I want to sprinkle it in again today on purpose. Y- you should make sure you can stay in your home. How long that is, some people think, you know, 30 days would be adequate. Some people think, you know, 60 days, whatever you feel is comfortable, you need to be ready to do that. We always talk about food and water. You know, that's the first thing. Just because you have money at home, and we do believe in diversification, we do think you should have some cash at home. We love when people have precious metals, everything in moderation. We wouldn't put all your money in food and water. We wouldn't put all your money in precious metals. We want you to be diversified even with your defensive strategy. But you you need, if, if things are weird outside of your house, and I think if things get weird enough, it won't just be contained to the cities. I think people could get, you know, restless in the suburbs of cities. So, you know, I, I have mentioned before, you need to have one gallon of water, or I'm sorry, five gallons of water a day for each person. You know, all of this stuff, we can custom make a little plan for you. I, I'm going to put it in writing like a general list of what people should have, you know, but some things, it, it's it's something you need to have in the back of your mind just in case. If your cell phone goes down, you should probably try to figure out why right away. If you can't, if your cell phone's down and then your TV is down and your radio is down, instead of panicking, and, and trying to bug out and run into the woods so you can, you know, make sure you eat a deer every 30 days, fill your bathtub with water. I, I mean, certain things like this are going to put you ahead of the game over other people if you keep them in mind and you act rationally if things get weird. Fill your bathtubs. If you, if you have three bathtubs, fill all three. And then if nothing happens and later that night the cell phone's on, TV's on, and they're like, yeah, that was just a little solar flare glitch, then empty your bathtubs. You know, so no harm, no foul. If you have gas cans, now is a good time to get them filled. You know, obviously you have to cycle the gas every few months or you have to add stable stabilizer. You know, you have to you have to be careful where you store them, but get all this stuff ready. You know, our whole motto of this show has been we want you prepared, not scared. We want you proactive, not reactive. That's what this is about. I've just had some people, you know, uh, more than usual are saying they think this is the year that we're going to have some weirdness. So get ready now. And, and again, I'm a Boy Scout at heart. If I have it and I don't need it, so what? But if I need it and I don't have it, I have a problem. You know, I, I've always said to people, you know, if you have gold and silver and I have guns, I could relieve you of your gold and silver if things get weird enough. You cannot buy my guns. Well, my old neighbor said, it doesn't matter. If somebody has guns, they can take your food and water too. I understand that. You know, I've talked about having a team in place. If you have neighbors, now is a really good time to just have a casual, have a little a little barbecue or happy hour with neighbors that you know and like and trust and say, if things got weird this year, should we have a plan? You know, I think if you've got three or four different neighbors, you'll get peace of mind from that. You, you can, the three or four of you can go together or go online and, and buy walkie talkies. 
you know, you don't need to go out and get your ham operator's radio license. You don't need to go find a Baofeng radio and learn what the different stations are. At least have walkie-talkies so you can check in with each other. You know, I mean, I, I still, I, I think everybody should know what an IFAC is. It's an individual first aid kit. You should have that in your vehicle or have that at home. You probably never need it. If you came onto the scene of an accident, maybe you'll save somebody else's life. I mean, who knows? But you you should have it whether you think you're going to need it or not. You know, you, you should have some, when we talk about the food, part of the problem with food right now, it's just really expensive. But if there's a food shortage, if there's unrest and you can't get to the grocery store because you're a little fearful out there, you, you need to have different food in your house. One of the things, if we had a bigger problem that was longer lasting, you need a food source. You know, if you, if you live in the outskirts, if you're in Buckeye or Tonopah or somewhere further out, you might be more likely to have a greenhouse, be into gardening. You might have small farm animals. If you're in the city and you don't have much room, we've given you a solution for that. We have a friend named Marcy who represents a company that sells a thing called a tower garden. And it's just, it's a very, it's a pretty small indoor hydroponics water system. And as long as you have electricity and water, this thing will produce food. Well, if there's a solar flare or EMP, I'm not going to have electricity. So let's talk about that. Should you have a generator? You know, if you're saving that fuel, should it be a gas generator? Should you spend the extra money and buy a solar generator? We can sit down with you and help you with that end of your planning too. And if nothing happens in 2024 or five or six or whatever, as long as you've done all this in moderation, so what? You're ready. You're prepared, not scared. Is that, is that okay, Anthony, that I bring this up or is that too much? And I, I haven't even gone down the way of alcohol and tobacco. Or do you want me to? I mean, you may as well. You're already at that point. I mean, it's <laughs> funny, dude. Financial advisors talking about this stuff. But I mean, unless you have hard assets, what are your stocks? You know, what is the money you have in the bank? It's ones and zeros. So you don't truly have anything. Obviously, you know, there's no really no way around any of those things. You have to have them as part of your plan, but it doesn't hurt to set a base or a foundation with hard assets first and being debt free. And we preach that all the time. So what you're saying is a little bit above and beyond, but it's definitely not a bad idea. And it's really not expensive. You throw a couple hundred or a couple grand and you're in a much better position than other people would be. You know, what's that? Leave the world behind. Essentially, you're just describing what that scenario could look like for people. Yep, yep. And a lot of people have seen that now. Most people, the consensus is it's horrible. They hate it. It's, you know, bad ending, bad acting, bad language, bad everything. I, I don't know. It should be food for thought. And I say the word moderation all the time for a reason. You know, would I mortgage my house to buy food, water, MREs, number 10 cans? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, would I basically live within my means and still be prepared. Yes, I absolutely would. And I think this is a really great year to master that skill. I think the reason more people don't do that, and you know, the word prepper, you're a prepper. Prepper means to be prepared. If you're not a crazy prepper, like in the TV show of years ago, Doomsday Preppers, well, maybe, maybe they're not so crazy. If you're not an extreme prepper, good for you. That means you're just smart. You know, people in Hurricane Katrina and Superstorm Sandy and some of these, you know, problems that we've had in this country, they, they were glad if they were preppers and they were prepared, you know, but why don't people do it? I think it's overwhelming. 
I think we get stuck in normalcy bias and we don't want to think about it. It could never happen here. That's stuff for Argentina, Brazil, Venezuela, elsewhere, not here. You know, and and the other thing, they don't know what to do. You know what I mean? They just don't know what to do. If I make a list for you and you're interested in the list, I'll give it to you. We will help you to make it more bite-sized pieces on how to do this. How do how do you eat an elephant? Is that the other thing? Well, first of all, you you don't. How do you skin a cat? You don't. So start with there. But if you got to do those things, step by step. So with that happy note, I know we're getting towards the end of this week's show. We do, again, let me reiterate, we do want your help this year. Let us know if we're still doing something you want to hear. You know, keep keep in touch with us. Should we keep the radio show going? Should we go just to podcasts and YouTube? We need your help. Let us know. Let us know what you want discussed. I will try not to hit this end of the world preparedness thing too often this year, unless we have to. And uh, next week, we'll get back to more of the articles and more of just the joy that Anthony and I conversing has become in your lives. And we appreciate you being here. What else do you have, Anthony? Well, it looks like that is it for today's show. So if you like what you heard, you have questions about any of the topics today, or you want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web, anothermoneyshow.com. You can book uh, appointments with us straight from there. There's a link to our calendar. Find our videos on YouTube. Um, Remember, there are no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. We'll see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Do you want a steady stream of income for retirement? Then it's time to consider annuities. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Gone are the days when most employers offered pensions with guaranteed lifetime payouts to their workers. But what if I told you that you can build your own personal pension? It's possible with an annuity. An annuity is a financial product that provides a series of regular payments to an individual over a specified period of time, often for the rest of their life. There are several options for you to consider when choosing an annuity. Be confident in knowing that there is an annuity out there that can meet all of your needs. Ford Stokes is founder and president of Active Wealth Management and author of the book Annuity 360. There are several different types of annuities, including fixed, variable, and fixed indexed. A fixed annuity offers a specific guaranteed interest rate on their contributions to the account. A fixed index annuity is an accumulation-based product offered by an insurance company. The growth of your fixed index annuity is dependent on the performance of a chosen stock market index, but your money is not actually invested in this index. This offers you great growth potential and exceptional protection for your investment. While each can provide tax-deferred growth and a lifetime income stream, Variable annuities put your principal at risk in the market. If you are currently investing in a variable annuity, your funds could be in serious trouble if the market experiences any downturns. With so many possible choices to consider, it's essential you speak to a financial advisor or professional to help you make the best decision for your future. 
So, are you ready to consider an annuity as part of your retirement plan? It's a key question to consider as you approach what should be your golden years. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer.